Hawk Talk is brought to you in part by the Monmouth Medical Center and RWJ Barnabas Health Facility and a recognized leader in patient safety and clinical quality. For more information about services close to you, visit rwjbh.org slash Monmouth. Let's be healthy together. You're listening to Hawk Talk, the official podcast of Monmouth University Athletics. Here are your hosts, Eddie Acapinti and Greg Viscomi. Well, right off the bat here, did not get a new intro recorded. Those of you who listened last to last episode, which was episode 33, Eddie Acapinti explained that uh, he has moved on. Uh, not to the afterlife, but just to another work life. Uh, you will hear him on many Mammoth broadcasts. Uh, but for now, and maybe this might be this is like a trial. My co-host or the co-host is uh, going to be the one and only Gary Kowal. Uh, so Gary, thank you for sitting in, and and I think this could be permanent if if there's not huge fan backlash. Uh, well, we'll see what the fans think. I was disappointed that uh, my name wasn't on the intro, but we'll move forward from there. <laughs> Listen, when you work with an independent contractor through Fiverr.com, uh, which does a great job, we should probably get them on the uh, sponsor list. Sure. Uh, you, you, the guy, you know, the guy's got a full-time job. He's not just a voiceover guy, but he does have the, the work order put in. So we will get uh, we will get that swapped out. But for now, I wanted to use the old intro. So uh, welcome we aboard. Just, we just can't get rid of Eddie. That's that's the problem. No, he's like gum when you step when it's hot out and you step on the sidewalk and it gets stuck to the bottom of your shoe, and then you're walking around for the next hour and a half with your foot sticking to the floor momentarily. Well, I appreciate the uh, opportunity, Greg. Um, I'm an avid Hawk Talk listener now. <laughs> uh, excited to be a part of it. Uh, I have a little podcasting experience uh, yeah, in my day. Yes, the King uh, and Badger Show. Yes, which I'm sure is coming back. I. Uh, we'll figure that out in coming weeks. We'll let everybody know. <laughs> but for now, uh, it's only October, so can't turn over to basketball until November. No, you cannot. Uh, we are still in the midst of, of fall championships, and football's got four games left, that very important games, and we can talk about all that after today's guest. But we are very excited, and, and as Eddie and I used to point out, now Gary and I will point out, the point of this podcast is to kind of give people an inside look to Monmouth Athletics and an inside look to maybe shed some light on some areas of the university and the athletics department that don't maybe get uh, the love every week in a newspaper or, you know, however, and on TV. And one of those is, is bringing staff members that do really important jobs here on campus to light. And today's guest, Arnise King, is one of them. Hello, Welcome. everyone. Thank you. Thank you. Arnise, can... What, can you give everybody your title? I am the Assistant Athletic Director for Academic Support here at Monmouth University. So I can't tell you how valuable our niece is to making our teams go. We have 615 yeah, student-athletes. Uh, some of them are very good students. Some of them want to want to be very good students, but maybe just need a little help and guidance. And uh, I think that is kind of where our niece comes in. Yes, definitely. A lot of them 
have the tools that they need or are getting the tools, but they just need that extra push, that extra guidance, that extra person that believes in them more than they believe in themselves to kind of push them there. Let's, um, we'll start, let's start, let's rewind. Um, that's a bad rewind noise. I got to get that dropped in there. Uh, give us a little bit about yourself. Where'd you grow up? What sports did you play growing up? Yeah. So I am from the beautiful Wilmington, Delaware. It is a state. Um, I Chuck have, would enjoy that. <laughs> I have played a number of sports. Um, my dad was really heavy in the sports. My sister, not so much. So I've played basketball. I've done swimming. I've done tennis. I've done golf. I've done it all. But I was a former collegiate athlete in field hockey. I played Division three at Manhattanville College in Westchester, New York. Mm-hmm. There I was a forward. Um, played all four years. Captain my senior year. But... um. I don't know. Now I've led here to Monmouth University. Fun fact: two weeks ago we had Anique von Long, von Fong. I can't say it like she says. Von Longa. Von Longa. I made her say it. <laughs> uh, anyway, Anique. And if you listen to that episode, I pushed for her just to be known as one name, like Cher. She should. Uh, field, yeah, hundred percent, especially around here. Uh, field hockey, field hockey player, and did a great job in the podcast. So that you have big shoes to fill. Oh my god, she's amazing. I love her. <laughs> she's the best. I want to be her. Uh, have you now? Does that translate? Have you been out to like all of our field? I've seen you at a bunch of our field hockey games. But. Just about. Um, a lot of the time, I'm there, and like the woman's across staff is like, "What just happened? What's going on? Okay, tell me about this. Why? Did, why is that a corner?" And I'm like, "Okay, guys, come on." And then you have Jen, our SWA, like, I don't get this. <laughs> I think you, we've all had that conversation at some point. Right. First of all, I don't believe that the referees even know what they're calling half the time in field hockey. I think they just know that it should be somehow a, a penalty or a foul, whatever they call it, penalty. Uh, what do you think about not being able to use the backside of the stick? I mean, it's not that hard. But I think for someone who's played for so long, like I started playing – when I was in middle school, actually, I kind of started late in the game, but it's not like absurd. Like to us, it's just normal. Like just don't touch it with the side of your stick. <laughs> yeah, but, it doesn't make any sense. As somebody who played ice hockey my whole life, <laughs> right. it makes no sense. Right. Could you imagine if you could only use the inside no. of the, of the ice hockey stick? I tried. So I tried ice hockey and I legit just cannot get it. Like I would skate forward and have to go all the way to the wall, stop, <laughs> and then turn around. But I can roller skate. It's like so weird. I totally just, different things. I just cannot put them totally together. Totally different things. <laughs> I, I, I'm a better ice skater than a roller skater, and I'm not accomplished in either. <laughs> so, so I so I hear that. All right. So field hockey, Manhattanville, which who also has ice hockey. I know that for a fact. I did. I worked with their team for a little bit. So after you graduate, what what's your next step? I went on to be a compliance GA at Wagner College on Staten Island, where Jen Santavero was actually my hiring person. I went to work for her before she abruptly left to come here to Monmouth. <laughs> Poach, do we call that? Yes. That um, was maybe the origin of poaching. Uh, mm, maybe. It was crazy. I get there, I come in the summer, and then school starts. She's like, yeah, I'm out. <laughs> Well, I will I will tell you this is that as she she started here and we were talking about different positions opening and a whole bunch of of other stuff. She, she said right off the bat that she had somebody from Wagner that she thought would be great, and that was you. Yeah. So that's pretty nice that like she left you, but then she was like, <laughs> "I will rescue you from the depths of Staten Island." I needed it. 
(laughs) (laughs) Well, so, so here's the problem is that you do so many things here that I don't think, you know, this is only like a 45 minute podcast that I don't think we can really like touch on all of them, but give us like a a typical day. Like take us through your day yesterday. My day yesterday. See, no day is the same. So yesterday I came into work, you know, saw a few student athletes in a study hall area, and then I left to go and do our chalk talk for the second day of the NCAA's Diversity, Equity, and Inclusion Week. Um, From there, I then left, went back to the office for a little bit, answered some emails, and then I went on to Staten Island because I am still currently in the MBA program over there. Uh So I had a meeting with my advisor, and then I had class from 8 o'clock at night till 10 o'clock at night. Yikes. What, um, when is your anticipated graduation? I will be graduating this May. That's awesome. The 18th. It's wonderful. I cannot wait. <laughs> it's hard to balance those things, isn't You're it? You're going to school and also uh, helping other students get through school. Yes. It's quite like, a conundrum. I do my work at night and I help them do their work during the day. <laughs> Yeah, well, I you know what I, the nice part about that is like it lends some credibility. Like, first of all, you're a former student athlete, so that's huge. Second of all, you can say to them like, "Listen, I know how busy you are because guess what? I'm sitting here making sure that your assignments are being turned in on time and all of the other you know, helping you find learning specialists and everything uh, other thing you do. And oh, by the way, uh, I'm going to do it myself later on." Yeah. Full time. I'm in three courses. Um, yeah. So it's it's definitely a lot, but honestly, I wouldn't I wouldn't trade it. It <laughs> keeps me keeps me busy. Like if I didn't do it, I think I'd be kind of bored a little bit. <laughs> it's all about it's all about keeping busy. You're gonna find yourself with a whole bunch of time next year. And you'll be like, wow, how did I ever do that? If somehow uh, this this job and working in college athletics, I don't think you ever find yourself bored. I think no. there's always things that creep up that take up your time. <laughs> I, I'll tell you one thing. One of the reasons why I love working in college athletics is because exactly what you said before, like no, no day is ever the same. Like I can't imagine, like I know people that, that work like straight day jobs and it's like, Hey, yeah, I get in at eight thirty, I punch a clock or whatever. I sit down at my desk, I do my work. I take my half hour break and then I punch out and I go home and it's just like, to them, it's just a job. It's like, it's a job. It pays my bills. Like, that's it. Like, I, I can't imagine that because our jobs are so not that. I know. Like, you said a break and I was like, whoa. <laughs> yeah. Well, I usually carve out a little bit of time for me. Yeah. You have to go crazy. You go crazy if you didn't. Come the on. Long Lost knees. Wagon is still uh, mm. prevalent. Yeah. Gotta go grab some lunch. So, uh, so what is it? What's your favorite part of the job? The students. Yeah. I love our Hawks here. Um, honestly, I love all the students that I work with anywhere, but I think here they're definitely definitely a special group. Um, they want the help, which is you can't really find that a lot of places. A lot of them just try to scurry through their four years and just play their sport and get in and get out. But here it's like I want I want to do better. Like how can I do better? Can you give me a tutor for this class? Sure, I can get you a tutor. Like let's sit down and let's figure out how we can plan out our year to make sure that you guys are successful down the line. How much of it is teaching these students like time management? All of it. It's got to be it's got to be huge, <laughs> right? Like that, that's it. the hardest thing for them, I think. And it's like uh Tom does a really good job. He's our associate athletic director for academic support, but he gets them planners that he hands out at the beginning of the year, and I'm like, "Where's your planner?" 
Like, come on, like, <laughs> let's write in the planner. Like, this is the point of buying the planners. Um, so definitely helping them like map out like, okay, I have an assignment due on Tuesday. That's fine. But I'm trapped. I, you know, I might have to travel this week. Like I might miss the class. Like, let me turn it in early. Let me be proactive instead of reactive is the main thing. Turn it in early. What are some of the things I think, um, you know, I've seen this just being around teams while I've worked here, but what are some of the more, um, you know, things you look forward to? And is it, is it somebody graduating that you didn't know would make necessarily make it to graduation? Is it you know, somebody running in your office telling you they got an A on an exam? Like what, what are those rewarding parts of it? Do you have any, any maybe examples since you've been here? Um, I know we haven't hit a graduation since you worked here, but um, what's some of the more rewarding parts of the job? I kind of make it worth it. I think it's like the text messages. Like this morning, 8.30, I got a text message from a student athlete telling me they got a 95 on their criminology uh, test. And then went on to say they got an 88 on their paper. When before, they got like a 70-something. So it's like that's a huge jump for them. And the fact that they're that excited that they're texting me to let me know that, it shows that like we're making strides forward and not backwards. Um, And I definitely think it's them coming in like, hey – I did my hours, but like, I'm going to just stay down here for a little bit longer because I need to do a little bit more work for next week, which is like perfect. Like, don't do your five hours and just dip out. Like, you can go over. I mean, it won't count for next week, but like, <laughs> <laughs> like you can well, if it did, I'm sure they would. Oh, yeah, 100%. But it's it's those little things that turn into bigger things down the line. No, I think that's such a, a big part of, of what we all do, but the rewarding part of working with student athletes is when they have success, right? Whether it's on the field, whether it's off the field, whether it's in their personal lives. Um, You know, I think like Greg was talking about with people working normal jobs, like, yeah, there are weekends and there are nights and there we're here all the time. But the thing I'd like to get across to people is like working with these student athletes is so rewarding at times, like their success, their journeys. Um, And I'm working with a couple of student athletes right now that have had crazy journeys just to get to this point. And I'm sure they end up in your office and it's like, listen, you've already done X, Y, Z. You've overcome so many hurdles. Why are we going to let that be spoiled by one class or one grade or one exam? Um, I, I think that is so important to get into the outside world. Like, look what you've already accomplished in your life. All you have to do is pass this economics class, right? Yeah. Like that shouldn't be as big of a hurdle as it is, right? I, I don't know if that's something you see, but that's kind of um, – you know, part of where I come from with it. I think their stories and their backgrounds is that kind of defining piece that makes them who they are. So when they come in and they're they're down on themselves about getting a, a C or a D on an exam or a paper, I'm like, wait, like, let's reflect back on like your life and where you've come from. Like this C does not define you down the line. Like, is it on there? Yeah. Okay. But, like, now we know what we can do to make it better. So here we are. Like we're going to shake it off. We're going to step it up, and we're going to pick it up, and we're going to grind it through. And a couple of years down the line, you'll never think about that. See, again, you won't even remember. No, you're going to take it. You're going to take your GPA off your resume anyway. Like, <laughs> That's a good point. I would say 90% of people do. I don't have my GPA on my resume. And my GPA was okay. Yeah, I think I might have, like, my first, like, two resumes, and then I realized that, like, nobody cares. Like, No. You have a degree. If, yeah, if, if you have a degree and I interview you and, and I, I've talked to your references and I think you could do the job, whether or not you got a 3-4 or a 2-4, it really doesn't matter to me. Yeah, I mean, it's... It's all subjective, right? It is. It's just it's all subjective. It's also a different type of job, too. You know, like correct. It's not like we're running math equations in here. <laughs> so we have compu- sometimes 
computers and calculators for. <laughs> no, I go right to the <laughs> NCAA passing efficiency calculator every time. Sure. Pump, punch my numbers in, hit go, and then it tells sure. me Tony Musk. You know you've uh, come a long way in, uh, from college when you're putting in uh, equations just into Google. Yeah. I do that sometimes. <laughs> the Google. Like, I can't even help what my, is, I can't even help my kids with their like math homework. No, my that son's was not in strong, like advanced not a strong boy for me. No, my son's in like advanced math. He's like, Oh yeah, we're doing like pre algebra. I was like, I'm out. <laughs> <laughs> That's like me. Like I'm like, yeah, I'm taking economics right now, but like one kid's on stats and I'm like, I don't even know what I'm looking at and I gotta take you next year. <laughs> like <laughs> I, I for my masters, I literally took my stats class in the summer and I talked to the professor and was like, Listen, I, I'm terrible at stats, like all this math and I'm like, I'm taking this in the summer because I'm just going to try to get through my three weeks and be done with it and give me whatever grade I can to pass. And he was just like, you'll do fine. And he like gave me a B. There's no way I earned it. <laughs> but I showed up every day and I at least tried and I was funny and <laughs> had fun. <laughs> and I think he, he enjoyed it. I tell them that all the time. Half the battle is literally showing up to class. Just sit in the front. Just show up That's and laugh at the yeah. jokes that the teacher says. Yeah, right. And and you know what? Raise your hand every once in a while. Yeah. Take your earbuds out. Take your hel- take yeah, your hood take off. Take your hood off. That's what, what Coach Rice always preaches to his guys. You know, get there first and sit in the front. And you've already won half the battle. Yeah. You know, if the teacher likes you. And we've seen situations arise where it's like, listen, XYZ may not have done great on exam, but he's really giving Kirk it a good He's a really good kid. You know, and he's a great kid. And, yeah. you know, I don't want to take away from his season or take away from his livelihood. Like we can work on this. Like he, yeah, he really yeah. wants to be better. All of this is about showing effort. And yeah, the, the, I think that's one of the hugest things you can get across to a kid. I think the professors at Monmouth for a large part are, you know, they understand the importance of our student athletes on campus and, and the time they put in and how they represent us like as, as students um, of the school. So if you put in some effort and you try a little bit, you know, they're, they're going to meet you halfway, but, uh, that's gotta be difficult. I, I would, I would say that's probably most difficult to get freshmen to buy into that. Oh my God. They're like, <laughs> why am I here? Like the other day, one told me, I heard I can drop a class. No, grind it out. Like you're like, just do the work. It's like, why? Like, why do you want to drop it? I don't really like, I don't know what I'm doing. Well then actually we need to put some initiative in. Yeah, and we're and like I'm halfway like, it's, through the semester almost. It's on, I tell them all the time, it's honorable to ask for help. It is stupid to sit there and suffer in silence. Yeah. Like, open your mouth. And one thing my mom always taught me growing up is closed mouths do not get fed. Like, if you need something, like, open your mouth and say what you need. Yeah, 100%. And and sitting in the back and, and not paying attention or not going to or class. falling asleep. Oh, my God. They're like, well, they get paid either way. You're wasting your money now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you're wasting their money or you're wasting our money and you're, and you're wasting your time. I think, it, I think it's just, I think my favorite part of the job is watching the maturation between kids when they come in as 17 and 18 year olds. And then when they leave as 22 year olds, some student athletes just have it right. That you meet yeah. them as freshmen, they're put together. Well, they understand the importance of school mm-hmm. and they they're consistent through their four years and then they graduate. But it's really nice to see the kid who comes in as a 17, 18-year-old and is like, you know, like getting news reports on them or hearing that, you know, hearing that they're not doing what they're supposed to do or maybe they're academically in trouble. And then, like, something clicks and, the, and 
through the help of your office, certainly. And I think just some straight up maturing and growing mm-hmm. up. By the time they graduate, they're like, wow, like this, uh, now I have this piece of paper that can open up an entire world to me. And I think it's the accountability accountability piece that comes with it because in high school sometimes you know they they're not held to a standard like they're sometimes pushed through based off of their athleticism but it's like okay but what about their academics like they're smart but hold them accountable to actually utilize the brain that they have inside their head yeah definitely um you want to flip over to, to some NCAA inclusion Yeah, stuff? definitely. Like, that, and that's one of the main reasons why we have our Nissan this week, yeah. because it's Thursday, the final day. And go ahead, Gary. You can. Well, no, <clears> I did just, most I, of the work. So I you wanted to lead. say, uh, no, I, I, mean, I just wanted, I hadn't worked a ton with our niece before this week. Um, before we, I mean, last week when we started the initiatives, um, in the last couple of weeks, we, we've been talking about it, but um, it's been awesome. We, we, um, we got 24 student athletes together last week. What has been awesome? Uh, NCAA inclusion, diversity uh, and inclusion campaign. Fifth week. annual. I just yes. brought it up. That's the only reason why I know that. Yes. Uh, <laughs> I said this to Jen, um, and not to take a shot at the NCAA, but based on the jobs we all have, uh, I would love for inclusion week to be sometime in June or July. Right. But uh, all right. They picked uh, the busiest time of, <laughs> of the year to do it. It's a crazy week. Thank but, you, NCAA. Um, but, you know, it's an important week. And, uh, you know, like I said, we – we talk about our student athletes' stories, and you know we all see them on the field, and that's kind of the fun part for us, right? Is watching games and and so on. But to get them in a room and have them kind of open up about their their experiences and their backgrounds and their lives, and trying to champion change uh, on the Monmouth campus in the Monmouth community, I think in the five years that the NCAA has done this campaign. Um, I've been part of all five years of it. I've even seen the the views of the student athletes change um, as far as, hey, maybe instead of just showing up to these meetings or to these events and complaining or acting like it's just another thing we have to be at, we can really turn this into a positive and, and create change, um, make our voices heard kind of thing. I think even in the five years we've been doing it, I've seen a change in the student athletes' mindset and I think that's pretty cool. Uh, I, I think that's a pretty strong thing. Um, I don't know if you agree with that, Arnise, and I know you haven't been here for five years, but that's just something I've seen as part of this. I think yesterday was amazing. And yesterday was allyship is, and we didn't want to just have it so that it was only for our student athletes. Our student athletes were the only ones that were writing on the ground what they felt as though it meant. It was for the community as a whole. Like we had students come up that are just pre-med or pre-vet and wrote beautiful um, words on the ground. Same with even professors stopping by and the student athletes gaining, like telling their professors like, oh, like come by, like be a part of this. It was amazing to see a community come together because there's so much that happens out in the world and every day. But if we can change and foster change within our own Monmouth community, that's half the battle like yes the outside world there's so much that is going to happen but like we can't solve that in three days however what we can do in our own community is show up for each other and make sure that everyone feels valued heard and just respected at the end of the day so it was amazing to really see our coaches come out our student athletes come out our faculty come out and our students come out it it was i was out there for a good chunk of it It, it, you're right it was funny to see um, I think it was our women's golf student athletes and maybe a couple of field hockey 
student athletes were out there and they were writing their messages in chalk and, and one of their professors came by and they chased him down and they, <laughs> and they caught up to him and he was like rushing to a class. Um, he had a suit on and they're like, no, you need to come over here and kneel down on the concrete and write, <laughs> and write a message. And he was like, what? And he came back over and he read the, the table and he, and he I think he kind of understood that it was important to the, to the girls. And, and he did, and he got down and he, he wrote a nice message and, and I thought that was pretty cool. Like, you know, we just talked about academics and these student athletes probably battle with these professors and they probably disagree with them sometimes, but it was cool to see um, some of our student athletes like, no, you, you need to come be a part of this. Like it would be cool if, if you could come be a part of what we do. Um, and he did. And I thought that was, that was pretty interesting. And he wasn't a professor I've ever seen before. I don't think he was anybody involved with Monmouth athletics. I think he was just a random professor that happened to have a couple student athletes from field hockey and, and women's golf. Yeah. And, and he came and got involved. I thought that was pretty cool. So, I think the coolest thing for me about yesterday was that it was it's an initiative started by the NCAA, kind of fleshed out by you and, and other members of the university community, athletics-wise. Uh, but they were, like, our student-athletes were there as students yeah, putting it on. And like Gary just said, like, professors came by. Non-student-athletes, I'm assuming, yep. came by and jumped in and helped mm-hmm. out. Like, that's the most important thing to me is that not the most important thing, but one of the most important things to me is that our student athletes were doing something for the entire university community yeah. that had other other non-athletes coming in and joining in. Yeah, it was what allyship means. It's not just within our department, within our teams, like individually. It's within the community, their friend groups, their classrooms, their classmates, their professors. Like It was everyone truly coming together to write what they felt allyship was. Within that, our Monmouth community. That's great. That's great. So great job on that. Uh, the day before, so so just to give an overview, the NCAA picks three days, uh, usually around this time, mid-October, yeah. uh, for diversity. Um, I, mean, I don't want to screw this up. So they say it's a diversity and inclusion social media campaign, but we don't just do it social media either. We do it on campus. We're doing this podcast as part of it today. Yeah. Um, so, the, so day one, you guys got one student athlete from every team. Yep. To speak about their identities. About their identity. So, and and if you are anywhere on, I literally spent Monday night, well, I guess it was Tuesday night, just on Twitter and and Instagram (laughs) watching two-minute videos at a time. And and our student-athletes were awesome. Amazing. Uh, So every single student-athlete, which I thought was important, Gary and I kind of talked about I thought he was crazy for trying to record, you know, whatever, (laughs) 22 videos. Uh, 24 videos. Oh, you did. Oh, you even did. Um, so we did one per hour. So we did, uh, men's and women's indoor track and outdoor track and cross country. So we got to 24. I'll tell you what I'm proud about. I don't think, and it's a total team effort, but I don't think there's another mid major that does DEI week, DEI, NCAA DEI initiative, whatever they want to call it Mm -hmm. better than we do. I mean, every year it's like, it comes up and we're like, Oh, not, Nobody's laboring the idea behind it. It's just like, okay, we had a football game. We have this weekend is crazy. We got two field hockey games, a lacrosse game, football game. And then sandwiched in the middle of it is like, all right, get this done. Fall um, break too. Right. Yeah. And, and then but we played a factor. But but we just do it. And, and we don't do it half rear-ended. I almost cursed. 
<laughs> um, we, we, and I, I said, I'm saying we, and like, I don't, everybody kind of steps up and does a different piece of it. I've done nothing for it other than this podcast this, this year. So I don't want to say, make it sound like I've done anything. I haven't, but, um, I, I think it's awesome that we kind of just crush it. And, um, you're a huge part of that. And, and obviously Jen Sansevera is a huge part of that. And Gary and Mark have done stuff in, in years past. And, um, some of the student groups are really big on it. And yes. I know the ally group. Um, can you talk about some of those student groups that we have on campus that are or student athlete groups on campus that are kind of, um, you know, like Athletes Ally and, and those? Yeah, so Athletes Ally is amazing. We have a wonderful field hockey player, Allie um, Tarantino. She is amazing and really takes charge of that group. We also have IMSAC. I'm the advisor for that, which is basically MOMIF Student Athlete Advisory Committee. Um, Cassie James, women's lacrosse. She is the vice, the, I mean, the president of that. Let me not mess that up. Um, and then we have our black student athlete huddle group where Kelsey Ellis is the advisor for that, which is definitely amazing. That group is definitely trying to foster change and a group for each other that they can use as a support system because they're all their experiences are different. Um, however, they are the same in a lot of ways. So definitely making sure that they have a safe space on campus to kind of go to and feel comfortable and most heard. How how is the um, Black Student Athlete Huddle? That that's really I think only its second year. Yes, maybe third, but I think second. Um, have I know you've I haven't been here this long, but you're you're super involved as obviously as Kelsey Ellis. How has that group kind of grown? Like I felt like it when it started, it was like four or five student athletes. Yeah. And now I think it's it's a lot larger. It is. I want to say it's more probably around twenty five, close to hitting thirty. Um, it's an amazing group with a diverse background. We have people from the track and field team, the football team, the basketball team swim like there's just so many different teams that are involved that are coming together based off their experiences that they have just throughout their lives and throughout their college experience um I think the push now since we're kind to getting in a group like a groove of everything is to kind of figure out what they want to see and what they want to change or not more so change but implement here mm -hmm. on MR in our mom community and just kind of seeing that through for them like trying to make sure that they're College experience is something that they can look back on and be like, I felt heard, seen, and valued while at Monmouth mm -hmm. in my four years. Because Monmouth is a PWI, but at the same time... Like, Predominantly white oh, institution. Yes, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> um, People are going to be like, PWI. <laughs> but it's definitely somewhere where we don't want it. Again, like we talk about that community piece. There's a lot that happens in our outside world when they get out of our, our bubble. But mm -hmm. inside the bubble, we want to make sure that it's the most inclusive place that we like that we can make it really yeah and um the board trust the athletic subcommittee board of trustees uh i almost called him dr stapleton which is absurd uh <laughs> our athletic director <laughs> jeff stapleton and jen uh had kadeem mcknight from yes. the black student athlete huddle um jump on and kadeem is a sophomore uh defensive back on the football team and works in the front office and he's a great kid amazing he like wise kid. beyond his years yeah he's funny he cracks me up <laughs> calls me mr viscomi all the time i'm like kadeem like dude you don't have to do that <laughs> but he got on he he um he had some really like important things to say and i think it's so important for like those kids to have a voice in that room mm -hmm. right because those are trustees yes. those are successful people 
Those are leaders of the university, and they're not involved. I mean, they're involved with athletes, yeah. athletics, but they're not athletics employees. Yeah. And Kadeem got on there, and he, he did a really nice job. And I think they're going to try to do a coat drive. And I think it's it's nice because these are rooms that a lot of our student athletes would not be be able to be a part of. But Jen is making it like kind of fall, like pushing like, okay, well, we're having this board trustees meeting. I you want should. five students to be a part of this. And I want them to tell you their experience, what they are doing here at Monmouth. And I think that's amazing because this is a platform that they wouldn't have had if she didn't say like, no, we're carving out five minutes for these, for these students. Yeah, definitely. And, and um, I mean, Dr. McNeil used to do that too, but, but now it's, I don't know how to put it. Like it's, it's Jen has brought like a forefront to it. Yeah. Like, Hey, yeah, it's great. We're going to go out and win some games and we're going to make sure these kids graduate and pass their classes. But there's more to this. There's yeah. more to enriching their lives here at Monmouth. And um, Jen has done an awesome job in, in kind of fostering that. So uh, kudos to her. We had her on maybe like 10 episodes ago. It was like in the summertime. So if uh, you did not go back and listen to to the Jen Sansevero piece, please, please do. Um, I got a question for you. What What's next? What would you like? Today is going to be our last part of diversity and inclusion. Uh, the campaign for the NCAA obviously doesn't stop there. Um, you know, we're always trying to, like you said, do better, do more, have these student athletes be, you know, be seen, be heard, feel valued. Mm-hmm. Um, what's the next thing that you're kind of working on that, that you want? What's that next piece for our niece? I would say the next piece for me definitely is highlighting the different months that are kind of coming up with diversity, equity, inclusion, because yes, we want to touch on our like Black History Month that's coming up in February, but we also want to kind of touch on Pride Month and mm-hmm. making sure that we know, like notice and recognize our LGBTQ plus community um, and notice our Asian Pacific community so that so just trying to figure out different pieces that we can do that goes beyond this week of the NCAA's um, DEI Inclusion Week. So figuring out what we're going to do for Pacific Asian Heritage Month. What we're going to do for LGBTQ, we're having we're going to do a Pride Night. Um, MSAC is going to try to figure out a way at a basketball game how we can kind of make it very nice. We're going to try to partner up with uh, Benny with tickets because maybe we can do like a little rainbow, but like by sections, like one section wears yellow, one section wears pink, and have the the stadium real real colorful. Look colorful. <laughs> uh, yeah, I think that's a good idea. It's it's everything's got to start somewhere. Yeah. So. Um, so I think that's, I, I think that's great. And like I said, when I was listening to these different groups talk on the board trustee, uh, meeting, one of the things they talked to them about was like, what are you doing for the community? Like, w- what's your next step? And like, I think the black student athlete huddle is doing a co-drive. Mm-hmm. Obviously, um, when Ali Tarantino spoke, it was around being an ally and, mm-hmm. and the LGBTQ plus, like yep. I got everybody community. And, um, and then MSAC talked about doing some community service. So, yeah. uh, I, you know, I took some notes in this crazy notebook I have of like, how, how can we support those initiatives more? And, and, you know, maybe it's social media, maybe it's doing a quick video, whatever it is, but, but you definitely have the support of, you know, the, the, the multimedia team and, and the communications team and marketing team at Monmouth, because, uh, it's, I don't, it's not just important to you guys. I think it's important to the entire university. Yeah. And it's definitely showing our recruits and people who are kind of coming down the line um, that aren't here yet that Mammoth is an inclusive place and we're trying our best to kind of push forward, hold that torch and kind of like light the way for the rest. Well, I appreciate that you're doing that. I'm sure student athletes too. You're doing a great job. Thank you. Thank you. 
I uh, we're, we've reached the point of the conversation where we flip it over to fun things. Ooh. Um. So I I have one that is very um. So we're gonna just go back and forth and ask some questions and talk about it. <laughs> I've been completely shut out on this, uh, but I'm gonna ask. Pumpkin spice flavoring, yay or nay? Yay. My yes. dun- my Dunkin' coffee over there is definitely has some pumpkin sweetener. Yes, Arnie. <laughs> I don't get involved in any of that. So. Yes, Arnie. Yeah, but for me, I don't even drink coffee, but it's not even just that. It's like pumpkin spice donuts. My, You know, my wife went to Trader Joe's the other day and brought home uh, whatever their version of like Oreos are, but they're pumpkin. Ooh. And I hide them from the mm. savages in my house. <laughs> I have to hide you them because, love, like, I'll nobody have nobody loves a good pumpkin something like Greg. I, I do, I do, and like we've had the three guests in a row. We've been asking people about it, and everybody's been no. I mean, Coach Gallo was the hardest no I've ever heard. He, yeah, he, I thought he was going to punch me in the face. Like he, <laughs> he was offended that I asked him if he liked pumpkin spice. So, are you a pumpkin pie or a like sweet potato pie? No pumpkin pie. Really? Yeah, pumpkin pie. I can't get behind you on that one. Really? Sweet potato all the way. I, it's not that I don't like sweet potato pie, but I I do like pumpkin pie. Um, I like I love pumpkin muffins. My kids told me the other day we went to uh, trade not trade what's that place BJ's, mm. and I bought pumpkin muffins because we'll buy muffins in the morning for them and. My wife's like, oh, I don't think the kids really like the pumpkin muffins, and I said, <laughs> I don't really care. It sucks to be that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> awesome. Great, that's more pumpkin muffin for me. So uh, I am very excited that there is another person that we've had on the And I'm going to continue to ask this question all the way up until maybe Thanksgiving, and then we'll have to flip. We'll flip around there. So uh, boom, one, one for Mic pumpkin drop. flavoring. I, I know Anik was, was shockingly not in on the uh, Oh yeah, no. pumpkin flavoring. No. Uh, I'm not in on the pumpkin flavoring, but I also don't drink coffee. So Yeah, but what about like a... You like pumpkin pie? Pumpkin pie is okay. Let's say we're we're having Thanksgiving right now. What's the first dessert you're going for? Mm. That's a good question. Because um, you usually have your apple pie, your pumpkin pie. Yeah. Probably lean towards apple pie in that scenario. Um, okay. Usually, I just uh, usually I just go in on the the actual foods, and then yeah. the dessert kind of just <laughs> that happens to me. Kind of just, by the time yeah. the dessert comes around, I'm watching. Like the Lions are down 17-10. And uh, I think this year you'll be watching the... Uh, the um, New York football Giants. Yeah, yes, the I Giants will. and the Cowboys. Yes, I, will. I think that's the 4 p.m. game, is it not? Uh, okay, what, what do you got for our niece getting to know you section of the podcast? Uh, well, I think this is a pretty generic one, but um, this is my first uh, my first podcast, so I'll lead off with it. Um, so you, you grew up in Delaware. Yes. You um, went to college at Manhattanville. Yep. You also lived on Staten Island. Yep. And now you're in Jersey. Yep. Best pizza of all those four places. Gary with the fire. Honestly, 99 cent pizzas in the city. Really? Hit different. Wow. Good slice. See, I think they're okay. I think they're okay. I won't hate on them. They are 99 cents. Here's the deal. At 4 o'clock in the morning. Oh. When you're like waiting for the train to start back (laughs) up. Yeah. I was there a couple weeks ago. I had had a slice a couple weeks ago. There's no better slice at between when it says a.m. on the clock than 99 cents. So so my brother, um, who's younger than me, lives in Texas. um, And we had some of those nights when we were younger. We'd have the 99 cent slice. Mm -hmm. Um, He was in New York uh, for for work a couple of uh, months ago, a couple weeks ago. 
and he texted me, and it was a picture, and it was dollar and fifty cents pizza now. <laughs> yeah, well, listen, he was not happy about nobody it. Nobody is just immune. Too expensive. <laughs> nobody is immune to inflation. First of all, and it was like a sketchy. Like they took a piece of duct tape, and put it over the ninety nine <laughs> cents. It was like a sharpie. You've been charging 99 cents for pizza. You don't have money for that that marketing to get that replaced. <laughs> okay. Also, the, at most of those 99 cent pe- slice places, the piece of pizza is like half the circumference of my car tire. <laughs> it's like, like I don't, huge. Yeah, I don't think people realize that. Like you're getting, literally when they make the pizzas, I think they cut them in fours and, and that's what you get for 99 They also run cents. like some nice deals. It's like two slices and a soda for Two seventy five. Yeah, no, it's clutch. can't beat that. It is no. clutch. All right. As a broke college student, it's like perfect. Good to know. Very right. perfect. I bet as a broke adult, it's perfect. <laughs> sure. All right. Uh, what? Now you're not that old like me. I am not that old. Right. What was? What music do you have? This is. I'm going to pick this one from Eddie. What music were you putting on before you go out and stepped onto the field to play? What's in your headphones? You can give me a genre, you can give me a song, you can give me an album, you can give me an artist. What, what were you playing? Ooh, what was I playing? I mean, I don't know if you, It's this is old, if you ever heard like It's Going Down by Young Jock. That had yes. to, that it's had not that to, old. it's not, it's that, not old. that old. I'm 43. But like the kids nowadays, they don't, they don't know about that. They look and they're like, what is this? They don't know anything. But um, that, that's like the last song in my headphones before I go out. I gotta, I gotta, I gotta get there. Um, but prior to that, I would say not so much songs, more so motive, like motivational things on YouTube that like get you pumped. I like I, something I brought in my senior year, or more so junior year, was everyone listening to one video on YouTube to get us pumped, and it was basically about just showing up for each other and knowing that like the person that's next to you is hurting just as much as you are. Like we're fighting the same thing. Like so, there is no. I need a sub. Like now, nah, you push it. Like thug it out. <laughs> Here we go. Um, so that's something that we used to do in the locker room before heading down to the field was listening to something motivational and getting us pumped. Getting everybody together. Pumped. Well, that and like Dutch that. music. We had a few Dutch girls on the team. We used to have a few Dutch little songs in our warm up. What kind of? What genre is that? I don't even know. They would just tell us the song to put. <laughs> <laughs> it was like pump up, like techno. Had, I don't know. We had somebody on the other way that had, the other day that had some kind of weird song. They had me. I played it. It's like a <laughs> techno version of some uh, strange. I got to remember who it was. Well, with uh, a little teaser with Blue White Night tomorrow. Um, yeah. All of the student athletes and coaches will have their own uh, walkout songs. I was trying to help them pick their songs. I don't think they they went with what I said. But. I think we have a couple of, uh, I know men's basketball has a couple of international student athletes with some songs that you've definitely never heard before. <laughs> oh my God, Jared played me his. He was in yes. my in my office. He's like, this one I'm going to play. And he starts like dancing. I was like. Yes. Oh Amon, boy. Amon's, you've never heard We've of never heard of Amon's before? Oh no, never. We never. definitely have an international flavor to our, our men's hoops team this year, which is kind of cool. Uh, yeah. Coach Rice's you have definitely heard. Yes, which I heard a speak sneak preview of, which is <laughs> awesome. Um, I don't know how much of it we're going to get to play, but it's it's awesome. Well, it's way too long. To All right, exactly. Blue White Night would be over. <laughs> but anyway, Arnise, thank you so much. Thank you guys for having me. I had so much fun. I was nervous to start, but now. Yeah, everybody says that. It's just a conversation. Yeah. It's easy. And it's not even live. So, like, who, these people, you know, the, the, the end user doesn't even know what we've cut out. <laughs> 
We actually haven't had to cut out anything because our niece was great. But thank you. Thank you for all you do for the university. Thank Thank you for all you do for our student athletes. And welcome to Monmouth. It's only been a couple months, but I think you're doing a great job. Oh, I love it here. Never leave. We do. Yes, we all do love it here. We all love it here. Gary and I will be back to preview what is a big time weekend, homecoming weekend, Mm -hmm. blue white night, two field hockey games. It's back. It's back. Women's soccer game. Playing for a championship. It's crazy. We're going to wrap all that back up right after this brief message from one of our top sponsors, Edison Heating and Cooling. Edison Heating and Cooling provides full HVAC services to businesses and residents in Central Jersey. Visit EdisonHVAC.com to schedule your repair or installation today. Gary. That read solidifies that there is a Central Jersey. I no, can't get on board with that. That's <laughs> insane that you don't that you don't think there's a Central Jersey. South Jersey starts in Sandy Hook when the beach starts. No, that, that's crazy. Beach South Jersey. That's how it is. That's I, I can't get behind that. But either way, it's getting cold out. It was 36 degrees this morning. It's awesome. You love the cold. Awesome. I do not love the cold. I don't hate it, but I don't love it. So if you are chilly in your house and you have some bum heating system that's not working, you got to call our friends at Edison HVAC Heating and Cooling. Visit them at edisonhvac.com. Our guest, Arnise, was awesome. Awesome. She's great. She's doing a great job here. Such important work. Um, You know, I, I don't know what the percentage of that of students in that DEI category that are student athletes compared to the greater, um, greater university community. But uh, a lot of them are student athletes. So it's so important that we have people like our niece and Jen and really the whole university kind of rallies around to, to, to help them feel included and help them kind of spread the word and educate. And the whole point of college is to like learn, get a little worldly, meet some new cultures, you know, be more accepting and, um, that's certainly a huge part of it. So we are super excited that she gave us a couple minutes of her time. Uh, this weekend, there's a lot going on. So much. Let's start with the field hockey team. Field hockey, um, I believe, to control their own destiny, Greg. Um, which, what I was told, we could take which the is top nice. seed. Which is nice. Um, the championships are predetermined to be held at Delaware. Yeah, but, but that's like the only one that's predetermined, correct? It's like the only one that's predetermined. So we uh, maybe some in the spring will not be hosting. Uh, but this weekend, Greg, we uh, Sunday, we have your alma mater coming to town, Thousand Tigers. Thousand Tigers. The noon start Sunday. on So Sweet a Cat. For some reason I thought they played on Friday too, but I guess I'm wrong. That is Senior Day. Um, lots of great seniors on the field hockey team. So. Really good ones. Um, that that should be a, a big afternoon, and then two road games to close it out. But if if the Fig Squad can go go three and zero, and maybe even two and one, uh, it could be that one seed heading well, down to Delaware. I mean, really, the the season ender at UMass Lowell is not even a conference game. It's so not. That's true. It's just it's this Sunday and then next Friday, and if they can win those, I think they could be the top seed down at Delaware. They're they're seven and seven overall, which you're like, wow, you know, that's not you know that's not what we're used to, but. Uh, we've talked about it ad nauseum. The, at one point, they played six opponents in a row that were ranked. It's crazy. One, two, three, four, five, six, yeah. And one after that, too. Yeah, six opponents in a row. Seven out of eight. And then seven out of eight, and then uh, nine out of 11. So, 
you know. And William & Mary, that was a crazy uh, shootout game. Shootout. And that's their only loss in the conference, 2-1. and one. Mm-hmm. 3-1, and one, excuse me. So, come out on Sunday, support them. Seniors, they have won a lot, a massive amount of games for the Hawks. Um, Including Anique. Go Anique. Anique is a super senior. Uh, she was a terrific guest on the podcast two two podcasts ago, episode thirty two. So if you uh, if you want to get ready for that, you can kind of swing over. Uh, men's soccer, it, it's a little strange, not strange, but it's a little different because men's soccer ends a week later than everybody else um, for the regular season, I believe. Same weekend as field hockey ends. Yeah. Oh, same as field hockey. It's a week later than women's soccer. Yes. Um, so they've got the Blue Hens on Saturday after the homecoming football game. Against you know they're against Delaware is always a tough team. Uh, they're fighting for a playoff spot, and then they play William and Mary uh, at William and Mary a week later. So they they've got some battling to do. Six five and one on the still season. alive, still have a chance. Yeah, definitely. You know, you get yourself in the tournament, you see what happens. Definitely. I mean, they're you know they're two four old. and one in the conference. They could be four four and one. You if you're four four and one, you're getting in the CAA soccer soccer tournament. Hundred percent. And first year in the league, you know it's. It's awesome to see our fall teams. You know, we make this mistake sometimes. Not the mistake, but you look at it and you say the CAA is a, a really, really strong league, and maybe women's soccer won't be the one seed. Maybe field hockey won't be the one seed because we are stepping up in competition. And then women's soccer comes out and goes 12-2-2, two, and 5-1-2 two, two in the league. 2-2. Two and two. and uh, playing, for, uh, playing for the top spot and hosting responsibilities this, um, this Sunday in a huge game against Northeastern. How about the CAA women's soccer scheduling? One against two on the final day of the regular season, three against four on the final day of the regular season. Someone must know what they're doing. You, you can't plan that. It's like when they used to put us against Kennesaw late in the year every uh, Absolutely. every season. Do you think they have like the almanac from Back to the Future and they know they went back to the future and they know what's happening and they're like, we got to line these up? If they have that, I would hope they wouldn't be working at the CAA anymore. But Yeah, but... <laughs> Listen, they understand with power comes great responsibility. It's true. Anyway, so women's soccer come out here. Hess Field at right now scheduled for 1 a.m. Excuse me, 1 p.m. <laughs> that might be moving to the a.m. is where I was going with that uh, due to some late arriving weather or some afternoon weather. Uh, keep just your best bet is always get on our social media channels at Mammoth Hawks on Twitter. That'll be that'll tell you what you need to know. Uh, same thing with Instagram. You know, follow all these teams. We didn't ask our niece about her social media. I should have done that. I did not. That's a big game, though. Uh, Mammoth wins. They're the one seed. Uh, Mammoth ties. There's a whole bunch of nonsense and things. But if Mammoth uh, if Mammoth ties, um, I know for sure they're a minimum the two seed with a draw. So Which we will be hosting host. tournament games on campus. Yeah, top two tie. seeds host. Mm-hmm. Top two seeds host. So that's fun. Um, obviously, football coming off uh, a disappointing week last week at Maine. The guys know it. I've talked to some of them. Uh, they, they're they really angry about the way the team played. Felt like they should have won that game and didn't. And now uh, the road to the playoffs gets a whole heck of a lot harder. Got to run the table, I Gotta think. Got to run the table. Uh, you, you you lost any ability to have wiggle room with uh, a tough weekend at, at Maine last week, and obviously the turnovers didn't help. But two home games in a row, three out of four at home to end the year. Mamba um, has played unbelievably well since the opening in Kessler Stadium uh, yes. at home. Yes, yes. So, you know, one game at a time is the coach's mindset, but as as we do this show, you can look at the next four and say you win your home games 
And you got to go find a way to win at Delaware. Delaware is an incredibly good team, but it starts this weekend. Um, homecoming crowd should be awesome. Yep. Oh, Student section should be packed. I know a bunch of my friends and alums and, and colleagues from when I was in school here are coming back, as they always do for homecoming. Um, it's a weekend that they send out in, in the summer, make sure that everybody yep. takes time off of work and isn't traveling and, and make sure they're here for it. Great family um, atmosphere as well. They do yep. a good job. It's, it's always a good weekend, and hopefully uh, that – Sends the team on on the way to success against Rhode Island, but like we've talked about, never an easy week in the in the CAA. No, I think Rhode Island's nineteenth coming into the weekend here, and it's going to be a battle. Um, they got a really good defense, big defense, and um, you know they they've got a quarterback who played at Maryland and Tennessee, so he knows how to play in big spots and play in big games, and that's certainly what this is. So, come on out. Last time we played them at home, we uh, drubbed them forty three to six, but that was a very 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 different team in two thousand and twelve. Uh, from Rhode Island's Very different mama team as well. Yeah. Um, that was a weird year for us, 2012. It was. But anyway, I digress. <laughs> get out here, homecoming, 1 p.m., get early, bring the grills, bring the adult beverages, bring the snacks for the kids and the sodas, and then um, and we'll see you there. But before we wrap up, we have a big event tomorrow night. Big event. Go ahead. Tell Can't us wait. a little bit about Blue White Night. Well, Blue White Night's going to be uh, going to be awesome. Uh, I can't wait. We we've used uh, it's back as kind of the tagline for it. It's been a couple years due to COVID. Um, obviously, twenty twenty we did nothing. Um, last year at the beginning of the season, this time we were still uh, still wary of of you know our teams being around large groups of people before you know obviously things have gotten better and we're able to have Blue White Night again. Um, we're going to have autograph signings. You can meet both teams. Uh, dunk contest, three-point contest. There's contests for the fans. There's going to be giveaways. You can win prizes. I know there's gift cards involved. Kelly Valentine has done an awesome job of getting everything set up for um, tomorrow night. Like we mentioned with Arnice, every player and coach on both the men's and women's side are going to have their own introductions and song. Um, so I'm looking forward to, to what everybody comes out to. I have a couple circled that I am excited to hear. Um, what their song of choice was. One of them is uh, Rick Callahan. I'm excited to hear what, what he's going to walk <laughs> out to. I'm uh, very excited for that. And we will have uh, DJ Bundy is going to be in the building. He's going to be emceeing the event and uh, and cranking out the tunes. So I think it's going to be an awesome night. If you have any semblance of free time on a Friday night, which you should, um, come on out. Men's and women's teams, support them. Uh, it should be a fun night. A lot of new faces on both sides. The women I know have have uh, three freshmen and two transfers. The men have four um, four freshmen and a couple of guys who didn't see the floor last year that our fans may not be super familiar with. Um, so come watch these guys. Come support them. I know they, they've both been working hard in the preseason, and um, it's going to be a fun night. It's going to be a night filled with um, music and entertainment and dancing. I know there's going to be dancing, even if it's not scheduled. There will be dancing. There will be dancing. There will be um, wiling. T-shirts um, for the first couple hundred. So get there early. Yeah, Doors open at 630. We've heard a lot of complaining about people not being able to get the student section T-shirts because they're for the students. Um, and we've heard it all. You know, I paid to go here. I was here. I paid for a kid. It doesn't matter. You're not a student. You're not getting one. However, the T-shirts that we're giving out tomorrow night, which are pretty cool. I saw them. I thought they were cool. Designed by those ones that were designed by uh, Chris Schifano. 
Uh, no, no, no. We have separate shirts. Separate shirts. They were designed. The Shifano design is absolutely elite. Yes, very elite. So anyway, these shirts are awesome as well. Everybody who gets in attendance up to a certain number will get them. Show up, Gary. It was great. First, first of many. Yeah, I'm excited. I know you're. I know you're a busy beaver. I'm sorry I pulled you away from uh, no. doing a thousand it's other things. You got to do. Part of the deal right now. It is part of the deal right now until we get some roles filled. Uh, but we love the support. You know, keep download. We surpassed four thousand downloads. The Eddie final, the final episode for Eddie is just chart topping. If you haven't listened to it. Um, it's a lot of fun. It's a good conversation with me and him. We don't have a guest. We talk a little bit about everything. Uh, and we appreciate you listening. Um, share on your social media if you like what you're hearing. Uh, and certainly, please subscribe. That's the easiest way. It just pops right on your phone. Hey, new episode? Because uh, sometimes I load them up and we don't get to promote them in for you know a couple hours, maybe even a day later. Uh, this is the easiest way for you just to, to kind of hear what's going on. So uh, we appreciate you. We will see you out at our various fields this weekend. This has been a production of the Monmouth Digital Network. Hawk Talk is available on all major podcast distribution sites, including Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Audible, Pandora, and more. All rights reserved. Talk is brought to you in part by the Monmouth Medical Center and RWJ Barnabas Health Facility and a recognized leader in patient safety and clinical quality. For more information about services close to you, visit rwjbh.org slash Let's be healthy together.